when I was getting emotionally charged responses, it was because I had emotionally charged aggression as well. But when I took a step back and realized that her emotion and her anger isn't with me, it's with a circumstance that could be fixed, but I don't need to fix it right now. I need to let her vent, let her say her piece and realize and validate her in her moment of anger, validate her opinion, validate her feelings. Even if I don't feel like they're right, her feelings are still valid. You're a man of strong passion, a warrior of great courage, designed and created to conquer, to crush it in singleness and marriage, to master fatherhood, finance, and health. You were made to reign in life. Gentlemen, welcome to the Made to Reign podcast where we engage men like you where you are in life. We empower you with truth and then we encourage you on your walk with Christ. You are listening to the Alive in Five segment of the podcast where I get on here. I make you feel alive in under five. This quick dose of motivation is meant to do uh, that. And I mean, hey, it's just meant to provoke thought, but... In order to do that, I have to bring on a very thoughtful co-host for this one. So I called my long time buddy. His name's uh, Mr. Kyle Hughes. He's coming all the way from California um, here on a Zoom call. Kyle, what's up, man? Man, Ray, it is an honor and a pleasure to speak with my best friend on uh, on Zoom here. Dude, and this is amazing to have you on. And nobody's ever heard your voice before. So I kind of want just like people to understand, like, who are you? What do you do? What do you, what do you, what's going on in your life right now? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um like Ray said, you know, I live out here in California. Um, I'm currently, my wife and I are the kids' church directors at Grace uh, San Marcos. I'm also a reservist Coast Guardy, so I'm a, uh, a little Coastie. And uh, that's pretty much it. I got two beautiful kids and one on the way and uh, just trying to live the dream. Dude, and you're doing it out there in sunny California. I can't wait to get back out there. I know I kind of you know, joke around a lot about California being bad with guns and being a communist state, but I really do love it, man. But anyways, I want to get to today's Alive in Five segment just so people can get this in their brain housing group and uh, just get some thoughts going. So the other day I was at home, kind of having a normal conversation with my wife. And it quickly turned into one of those emotional conversations. And I say that kind of with like air quotes, like one of those emotional conversations, because really it wasn't like all that crazy emotional, but it just was like, the right amount of emotional to set me off. And I say this because I have a low capacity for emotion. So my point of emotion is like a 16 ounce cup. And my wife is more like, I see her as a bucket. And I keep using this like analogy and I don't want it to like sound weird. Like she's just dumping a bucket on me. That's not what it's like at all. She's just, as a woman has a natural ability to carry more emotions. Kyle, do you think you, would you agree? A hundred percent. Both of our wives are very um, emotionally, developed. Women. Yeah. That's a good word, man. I think I might have to put that on there. I'm like emotionally driven. What? <laughs> she didn't like that one very much. She didn't like the term emotionally Can't imagine driven. Why. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know. Bad terminology guys, at least get that out of this podcast episode anyways. So I'm sitting here and I'm like trying to navigate this conversation. I have a bet. And if you guys just want to know, like the thing I'm struggling with the most, I'm very candid on this podcast. I'm not shameful to share any of it because a it's covered under the blood. And if not, I am work. It, you know, God is working on it and I'm working towards uh, sanctification. So one of the things that I'm really struggling with is just meeting my wife there in those tough times when it gets emotional, when it gets tough. And I say that it's hard for me because, well, 
I was never taught emotions. I was one of those guys who was born in a household where emotions went as far as slamming three doors, yelling across the house and not talking to you for a day. And then after that, maybe everything will be cooled off. And my mom would maybe make me dinner. My sister and I will start playing. And that's about as much emotion as I could handle. So I'm in this relationship thinking, okay, I'm a 16 ounce cup. My wife is a bucket. And I'm like, there's this mismatch. This is disconnect. And I'm just not feeling comfortable. We keep just but bumping heads and we're not doing a very good job. I feel like at displaying what a right uh, emotion is supposed to look like or a right emotional connection is supposed to look like. So I'm uh, I just, you know, created a huge mess. And I said the things I wasn't supposed to say, did the things I wasn't supposed to do. And I walk away all mad. And I'm like, God, she doesn't understand me. And you know, like when you pray to Jesus, like out of your anger, like fix her, Jesus. <laughs> Those some of your prayers, bro. I can definitely confirm that. <laughs> I can't say that's happened more than once or twice today. But. Right, 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 right. So I'm like, okay, um, when are you going to fix her? And when is she going to stop thinking that I need to be fixed? And um, the Holy Spirit just started to speak to me, man. And I started to hear, you know, you're right. Your capacity is the size of a 16 ounce cup. And Natasha is got the, does have the capacity of a bucket. But Ray, Jesus is the well. And I'm like, wow. And I feel like Holy Spirit just showing me like, why are you trying to contain all of this on your own and not putting it into the well, knowing that all this is supposed to be poured onto Jesus? Yes, she's bearing some burdens onto you, but you just turn around and and, and put those burdens onto Jesus. And that's, I mean, that's what we're called to do. That's what we have the opportunity of doing. And so I'm sharing that because first of all, this is a very intimate uh, thing right now. It's, it's a place where I'm struggling in and I know I'm not the only guy. I can't be the only, the only one. I know there's gotta be another one out there and maybe it's you, maybe it's you listening right now and you who just needed to have somebody say, Hey, I understand. Yeah. I'm right there with you or somebody to tell you like, Hey bro, we're called to something, to something greater. Cause I know that that's the case. I know I'm called to something better than how I'm treating uh, my wife's emotions. I know I'm called to something better than how I'm showing my children how to do emotions, but I'm not quite there yet. Kyle, are you on this, uh, on this path with me, man? Oh, for sure, man. You know, one of the things that my wife and I have always had really great communication, right? And one of the things that made our communication really great is that she told me how to communicate, right? She taught, and uh, women are always better at communicating their feelings. They're better at communicating verbally. But really early in our marriage, my wife told me one time she was um, emotionally developing her feelings towards me uh, about a certain issue. but. I immediately interjected a response. I immediately interjected an answer and that made her angry, made her more angry. And I couldn't figure out why. And finally, after we, you know, figured it out and had a conversation, she let me know, you know, a woman doesn't always need an answer. Sometimes we just need to give you a problem. So that way you can understand where we're coming from. And a lot of times, a lot of what's said in an emotionally heated state isn't meant to have a response on our end. And when we respond, we respond out of a place that lacks empathy because we don't have those same emotions. So we don't understand what it's like. Where the real answer comes in, at least from my experience with my wife, is that when she's bringing a hurt or a pain or an agitation, she just really wants to tell me about it because I can listen to her. I've really learned uh, in those moments that A, I don't have all the answers, which is good because as men, like, Ray, if you come to me and be like, dude, I have this problem. First thing I'm going to do is we're going to sit down, we're going to plan A, B, and C, and we're going to get through it, right? 
but that's not the way women work, right? Women work, they up and, or, you know, a woman will call a woman and, and complain and not complain in like a bad way, but just say, Hey, you know, I've got this problem. It's really hurting. And their friends are like, Oh, I'm so sorry. You're going through that. Oh, is there anything I can do to help you? Not say, well, you really should have done this. You should have done that. And so what I learned early on, and I'm not saying that's how what you do, but just for me, what's happened in my life is like, you know, my wife will bring something up and she might add, you know, have a certain issue. And the answer that she's looking for is, I'm sorry, you're going through that. You know, it's a kind word. It's a kind response. Not that you don't do that. I know Ray, you're an awesome, loving husband, a loving father. And that's totally how you respond. And sometimes the emotion of the moment is amplified by the fact that we don't respond with the need that's being met, the need that's being, that's being spoken non-verbally. Right. And so sometimes when our wives are hurting or they're in pain, uh, they might be responding emotionally, but it's usually a $10 response to a $1 problem. And the $9 difference, that's brought from my pastor, uh, the $9 difference is what's causing the issue. And you responding to the $1 problem via another $10 response is not amplifying the answer. It's amplifying a problem. And so it, it generally builds up the, the level of emotion between two people because you're providing an answer to a problem that she's not actually asking for. And so that only, it leads to a disconnect. And so what I found that really helps tame that emotional response down is to not respond in a verbal way, but to just be there, you know? And for me, that's something that's super, been super helpful. Um, and then also letting my wife know like, Hey, when you're ready for an answer, then give it, you know, just ask me, and I'll give it to you. But conversely, it's been super uh, helpful that whenever I bring a problem to her, I'm looking for an answer. Like when I call you up, I'm like, dude, I got this problem. I'm not looking for, oh man, I'm sorry you're going through that. Well, dude, I can get that from my dog. You know, like my, my dog's always there for emotional support. I need answers. You know, so it was hard for us because we had to learn that men and women are totally different. I know it's a shocker, but it's what? true. And so, uh, you know, the best piece of advice I ever got from somebody was, you're not your wife and your wife is not you. You guys have different responses to different circumstances and understanding how each person does it different and be able to meet the needs of the person, not meet your needs in that moment. And so realizing that in an emotionally charged moment, I have two options. I can either feel the rage or I can feel empathy and, and meet the meet the need that might be unspoken. And I mean, Ray, you're an awesome husband. And so you know, you know what's going on. And you know when there's a need that's being uh, addressed by your wife, however she brings it up, you know what you need to do as a husband. And as, as men out there who are listening, you know, I would challenge you with this. Take the time to understand your wife's love languages to take your time to understand your wife or girlfriend or your kids to understand what they need emotionally to be able to answer that way. Because I especially learned this with my three-year-old now four-year-old man. He has a stubborn streak that is a mile deep and a mile wide. And that makes it <laughs> a little challenging. Um, and I used to be that kind of way where exactly like you're saying, my, my, I would just emotionally get into, he would say no. And I'd be like, no, you have to listen to me, father, you know, which responded to neener, neener, neener. No, he actually said that to me. And it kind of knocked me back. And I was like, wait a second, maybe my emotional response and my emotional outburst wasn't the proper way. Because he wasn't saying no, because he wasn't defying me because I wasn't angry enough, right? He was defying me because 
of another reason. So I had to address the underlying reason. I couldn't just let my emotions drive my response. I had to figure out why his response was fueling that rage inside of me. And so as you pray that God fixes your wife's attitude, really the answer might be, God, what is it inside of me that's driving that kind of anger or is driving that response to her needs? Because if you take a step back, and I'm just saying for myself, if I take a step back and my wife has an emotionally charged response to something, and I respond with an emotionally charged response to something, that's not her fault that she had that response, but it is my fault that I didn't respond the correct way. And I can choose to meet her needs, or I can choose to be selfish and have my own emotional breakdown. But really what that's saying is that I haven't developed the skills or put the time in to identify what my wife's needs are. And so not, not throwing you on blast because it's every man's lifelong drive to understand their wife and every wife's lifelong drive to understand their husband. And it's, it's a never ending battle and not a battle. It's the wrong word, but it's never ending pursuit. Right. And so it's just one of those things that for me, I found that when I was getting emotionally charged responses, it was because I had emotionally charged aggression as well. But when I took a step back and realized that her emotion and her anger isn't with me, it's with a circumstance that could be fixed, but I don't need to fix it right now. I need to let her vent, let her say her piece and realize and validate her in her moment of anger, validate her opinion, validate her feelings. Even if I don't feel like they're right, her feelings are still valid because they're they're hers. And so being able to validate that and then afterwards being able to address it, um, I always found that to be super helpful. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us in this conversation. If you want to continue the conversation a little bit more and get a little bit more intimate, I encourage you to head over to www.madetorain.org and connect with us there. There you'll be able to find more podcasts, resources, and other videos that are going to help you on your walk. We want to be able to connect with you. Head over to Instagram at Made to Rain. Connect with us there. And until next time, continue to march. <laughs>